0: And mom, Helen Bernice, uh, Helen Bernice Bynum. It's not much in the world's eyes. Now, in on the flip side, though, the world might think it's pretty awesome if I were to tell you that I'm one of Donald Trump's sons. And all of a sudden, it's like, hey, we got the president's son here. Or I could tell you that I, my father, is Bill Gates. All of a sudden, someone said, wow, man, that that tech giant, Bill Gates. I could tell you, maybe i tell you I'm uh, Billy Graham, one of the sons of Billy Graham. And it would be, wow, you know, can I get your autograph, you know? But do we really understand that the Bible declares that we are children of God? We're a child of God. Not of men with title and humans who've had titles and position. But we're a child of God. Isn't that an honorable place to be? No greater position, no better rank in life than to be declared one of the children of God. I'm a child of God. Let me tell you, the devil worries about you because you are a child of God. Now, before you were a child of God, he could care less. He could stomp on you. It just didn't matter. But all of a sudden, when you became that place and received that rank of child of God, it's a total different story because we are a child of God. Hey, hey, listen, I can run with that for a little bit, you know. I can talk about that. And, you know, we need to preach to one another. Not point our finger in judgment, but preach a message to one another of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the promises of the Lord. A lot of bad news going on out there. But I pray to God, dear Lord, let there be good news in this room, in this house. And let me tell you, there's not any fake news either. It's the gospel. It's the truth. It's the truth. Let God be true and every man a liar. God's true. Do you believe that this morning? Praise God. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so very much. Thank you, Leah. Thank you so very much for being here today and being in worship with us today. Pastor Micah said, National Back to Church Sunday. He said, well, I've been back to church since uh, a long time ago. But you're back to church, it's an opportunity for those who may be on the run in summertime to begin to recenter themselves to be able to come to the house of the Lord. I've had the great opportunity to pass a few services to preach about a series of never give up. When the pandemic first occurred, I remember it. It was March 17th when we first canceled the service here. We went on a stretch of virtual services for a while. We had bought a Mevo camera and put it right in the center there, and I got so sick of looking at one-eyed Uh, mevo there trying to preach to that and just believing oh god give me the vision give me the vision let me see that there are people on the other side of that device there's got to be people out there anybody out there amen i mean some of you tried to send amens and i never saw it never never you know could engage with you while i was preaching i felt the presence of god though that's something that was so awesome about it those who were present uh, Noah and, and, and those at worship team and Pastor Micah you could sense the power and the presence of God as we were worshiping the Lord because people were connecting people were getting together even in worship, virtual worship but I'm so glad that we don't have to do that anymore aren't you glad? I'm so glad I'm some some of you are so glad to get back in that usual seat you usually sit in when you came back to sit in that usual chair, in that usual spot. But some of you, you some of you have blown my mind. You've, you've switched places. Some of you doing things on me on Sundays. I mean, my goodness, the pressings are over here. And they've always been right side people to me. And they're, they're sitting right there. But that's okay. You're here. <laughs> that's wonderful. I'm, I am joking, you know. I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad everybody is here today. Turn, turn to your neighbor and say, man, I'm back. I'm back. Praise God. I'm back. And I preached that series of never give up. And I somehow had a struggle of I want to share what today is and 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 what we see on the banner here. We've had up since the beginning of the reopen when we started having open the services in the sanctuary up for people to come. We put up this banner and it says stronger we together we're stronger. Together we are stronger, and so it's there. And I thought it was an awesome banner. It was just like God laid it on our hearts as a campaign. After we uh, we had not met for a while because of making sure things were safe and trying to follow certain guidelines and and such. And and God helped us. The Lord ministered and moved in the mighty way and helped us. But. I also have been on this series of Never Give Up, and I thought, oh man, I'm just kind of, I've got this sort of like tug of war going on here that I just can't seem to, which way do I go, which way I flow. And then the Lord just kind of showed me, you can do both because they do somehow or another connect of Never Give Up, and together we're stronger. And the reason why I'm using that is because the uh, National Back to Church. A, a campaign of their slogan is their motto for 2020 is together we're stronger together and so that's so close to what we have I thought, well, we'll, we'll just use what we have we don't need their logo and actually I'll tell you in the picture wise with their logo I like ours better and I'll explain why in just a moment in just a moment but I want to encourage you to never give up turn to your neighbor and say I'm not quitting and you can't make me amen a never giving up and we should never give up for a lot of reasons reasons that we could make a long list of all the reasons why we should never give up I know I'd use it in September we'd focused on prayer and praying praying for the needs praying for revival praying for our nation praying for one another So it's been an emphasis of never give up, praying and praying for one another. And there's reasons for never giving up. Make a list. I challenge you to make your own personal list of why I never give up. And make it in spiritual terms. Not in your own humanistic idea, but why I never give up when it comes down to my Christianity and my faith in God. Why I never, I never give up. And make that list and keep adding to that list. I will tell you, you will find a new, something new to write down on that list every day. You will find more reasons of never giving up than reasons to give up. I mean, reasons such as reasons to never give up is that we serve an all-powerful and eternal God who is on our side. I never give up because of that. I never give up. I wrote down also here, I never give up because heaven is too good to turn down. It's too good, it's too free to turn it down so I never give up because I want to make how many here want to make it to heaven hell is way behind me now it's just you know I don't even think about I think about heaven and I think about heaven because Jesus is there so come on pastor you're talking like an old man no if you are 20 years old you need to set your sights on things above and not here on earth heaven must be a perspective in your heart saying no matter what because even if I lay my life down for Jesus I'm gonna be with him I anticipate being with heaven and being God so heaven is man it's too good to turn it down to turn it down to get away from it then another reason for never giving up is because his grace is sufficient God's grace is sufficient for us that he keeps us he sustains us his grace, his enabling power, that's what grace means in that moment, not just unmerited favor, but unlimited power, the power of God, enabling power, the grace of God. His grace is sufficient, or you can recoin the phrase and say, his grace is more than enough. Right, right. His grace is sufficient. And then my last thing I put on the list, but I'm going to start adding to it, Uh, Lord help you if I ever preach on that Why I never give up because, uh, And I use my list You're going to be here for 4 or 5 hours Because it's just Listen the list keeps growing But here's one in particular That why I never give up Is one is that Nothing compares to the love of God Nothing compares To the love of God You can search search left and right and all over and do a massive search, but you'll never find anything that compares to the love of God. I'll never give up, never give up because of his love for me, the love of God. And another reason why, the last one on my short list here, is why I'll never give up, is that... A compelling reason is that I'll never give up is the fellowship what is called the fellowship the body of Christ the Greek word koinonia which is partnership with each Christ and with each other I'll never give up because of the fellowship that I have and the value of that fellowship of the people of God and the children of God because we're all in this together, we all drank the same spiritual drink, the Bible says. Uh, We've all been redeemed from our sins. We've all received one Lord, one Savior, one master, one Lord, one, and that we're together, and because we're together, praise God, I'm not going to give up because of the fellowship of the believers. Do you feel fortunate that you're a part of a fellowship? I'm not talking about a membership. I mean, you can sign up for membership to maybe perhaps the swim club. Or have a membership to the country club. Or maybe you could have a membership. I don't know, there's so many of them. I mean, you could be a part of AAA membership. Okay, you can can sign up for a lot of different things you can sign up. How many here have ever signed up for a membership to something? And then maybe, I'm not going to say this, but maybe you're sorry later you did. You know, you know, like that—that that great membership with that um, that that tape club or CD club, and what's it called? What's that? Fruit of the month. Too much fruit. Too much fruit. You know, a fruit of the month, but you sign up, but maybe even for the CDs of the month, the music of the month, and before you know, you keep on getting this music, and you keep on getting charged and just keeps coming and loading and loading and you say, oh my gosh what have I done I've signed up for something a deal from hell and it's all just going bad here I keep getting CDs I don't want them I keep getting charged they won't let me quit but the membership I'm talking about it's not something that you can ignore and you can scratch off or written in pencil I'm talking about a membership it's an adoption it's a birth It's a joining a family. It's a fellowship. It was written down by the blood of Jesus Christ. You and I didn't have anything to do with it. He brought us together and made us members one to one another in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And I'll never give up because of that membership, that fellowship, that gathering, and the people of the Lord. Let me tell you, there's a lot of people making a lot of, not a lot of people, a few people making a lot of noise. And all America thinks all the that America is going to pot. But I tell you, there's a lot more other people, a lot more of the others in America that are standing together and say, hey, wait a minute, we don't live that way. We don't want that. That's not a part of us. Or just because something makes a noise doesn't mean that it is mighty. Amen. It's what you got behind you that matters. Amen. You got the clout behind you and then because you have the clout and the freedom and in America the constitution and the government and everything set up that minority may cry and scream and yell and be profane but there's a the major majority of people who say we will not have it amen hallelujah what I'm trying to tell you the world there are those who may be against you but greater is he that is within you than he that is in the world greater is he that is within you than he that is in the world that's another reason not to give up okay I told you we keep making a list here, never give up, never give up, never give up. It's very interesting. When I look at this banner and I see it when I first saw it, what was it that caught my eye? What was it that got my attention? And in this banner, have you ever really looked at it? I'm sure you have. It's been in front of you for for months. And, and, and in this this banner here, together... We're stronger. What is it? What is it? When I first saw it, I, I thought, well, what is it that draws me to this to this poster? And I thought, okay, the, to this banner, and and the picture on this banner. Of course, there there are two things. One thing I, I see, but it's really not my thing. But it, it's the rope. There's that tight rope, and the rope's holding together. It's new rope. It's strong rope. It's it's tightened up, and it's it and it's working. It's there, and so therefore, there's a rope. But what catches my eye more is the fact that there are people who have decided to get close together and to hold on together and to pull together and to be together. And the thing is with this picture is this. Is that you don't know what they're pulling. Who, what is the opposition? What's coming against them? What's going on? I somehow vision that they are a part of a tug of war team. And a tug of war that's going on. How many of you have ever been in a tug of war? Raise your hand. I've been in one. And the reason why I was always the big guy and they tied around the rope around my waist and I become an anchor they said. So unfair. So prejudicial. I'm upset. I'm going to I'm going to complain. But But The tug of war. And usually in the event, there's a flag in the center. And the whole idea is gaining ground. Gaining, you know, to eventually move that flag past the line. But where the flag was, was a pit of mud in the center. And the whole idea, the motivation was that the opposing side was going to pull and pull till they can drag that team through the mud and the filth. And the other side said, no, you're not. And you ever want to see someone get inspired and be an anchor, you look at me, I ain't going in that mud. I'll do everything I can do. I will pull and I will tug. There are those, you know, recent season, we feel like we've had a lot of opposition and a lot pulling against us, a lot that going contrary to us. And, and I want you to know sometimes the devil, he would like for you to be convinced that you're doing it on your own, you're handling it on your own. And then when you do that and you're all isolated and by yourself pulling, then you realize that the enemy's bigger than you are, the, opposing, the opposition is bigger than what you are. And though the world says an old secularized message of you can achieve, you can determine, your destiny you are the lord over your destiny is a secularized uh, false doctrine that christians need to avoid totally that type of humanistic idea that you are the master of your destiny no you're not Uh, there is a master who is over everything actually there's two masters one's trying to pull and and pull you right through the mud till you are ashamed until you are embarrassed you feel like you're totally defeated and that you fail but then the other side is this is that God says I've set up something here I have saved you individually but I have set you up Corporately. I have saved you individually of your individual sins. But not only did I do that and say, okay, you're saved. I have picked you up and I have put you into a family, which is the family of God. And therefore, when the family of God join together, start pulling together, whatever the opposition is, whatever the enemy's trying to do, we can do all things through Christ, which strengthens us. I can do it. Why? Because we're doing it side by side and with each other and there's more than one set of hands that's on that rope and the Lord has set up a church for that. That's why we need to get back to church so that we will declare to to an atmosphere and to a world and say I will never give up. Amen. Because I am together. We are stronger as a people of God. Hallelujah. Opposition. Tug of war. With that in mind, someone's pulling on the other end and wanting to drag you down, get you all muddy, humiliate you and say, I beat you, I defeated you. You know what? We had tug of wars in our life and many times we ended up in the mud, didn't we? One of these days. In our sinful life, we said, I'm going to quit drinking. But every time we find ourselves, we get drugged through the mud, defeated, because the enemy's stronger. Do you see it? We've said to ourselves in our past life, well, one of these days, I'm not going to look at pornography anymore, but somehow or another, in the tug of war, you're trying to do it by yourself, you get drugged through the mud. Every time, failure, embarrassment, shame. This is what the devil wants, embarrassment and shame. But the Lord wants to say, no, I've given you strength and you're not by yourself. that that I'll be with you and I'll carry you and I'll strengthen you in the tug of war is with the people of God joining in someone else saying joining in with you tugging that rope saying you know what you're a child of God you're my brother in Christ I used to fall in sin too but you're not going to fall in sin you're not going to fall in the pit I'm not going to let you fall in there because I'm going to pull with everything that is within me I'm going to be next to you and make sure that you become victorious and that the enemy falls down into the mud and is defeated and that the devil is shamed and that you won't live in that life of shame over and over again you know some uh, former drug addicts. you know how it is. is you i'm gonna quit drugs honey i'm gonna stop taking the drug it's just gonna i'm gonna stop i'm not gonna do it anymore I'm not gonna do it anymore drinking I, i'm not gonna do it anymore but next thing you know come walking back and you got mud all over you because you have lost again but the Lord has established a body of believers that will lock arms with you grab a hold of that rope together and say you know what in the name of Jesus Christ we're going to get through this we're going to pull through this we're going to be victorious together and guess who gets the glory well I'll tell you who gets the glory it's the big guy on the end of the rope and it's not an overweight preacher it's Jesus Christ uh, who's become your anchor in the midst of this tug of war (laughs) hallelujah hallelujah This is our Lord. This is our God. This is why we must be together. The enemy's trying to separate. The enemy's trying to segregate. The enemy's trying to break all fragments of the fringes that used to be in the body. That had not been the church since we closed in March. And it felt like in their heart it's okay. Because the enemy has convinced them that they don't need to move forward. But they're going to be brothers and sisters. They're going to find those ones in the fringes that it seemed to have been lost for six months for six months we have people in this congregation who have not been back for six months now here I say this because of this listen to me I'm a compassionate man I care for people and I want people to be healthy and whole but most foremost is this I don't want anybody to end up in the mud I don't want anybody to end up defeated I don't want anybody to be out there trying to do it on their own and trying to handle it on their own when God has created the church the fellowship the koinonia the body that will work with you hallelujah I declare to you that fear is a spirit but do not I also work through greater spirit which is my Holy Spirit and my Holy Spirit will come and break through all of the cords that bind you in fear behold I've come to bring you out of fear bring you out of darkness bring you out of, uh, of fear, anxiety, to bring you out of your very dread, I have come to give you victory and make you an overcomer, I have placed you in my body, I have placed you into my fellowship, and I will bless you and I will keep you and sustain you, for in your own might and your own strength, you keep failing and failing. You must, you must rely on the strength that comes from me. And through me will be victory. Through me, joy will reign again. Through me, there'll be a song. Rise up. Through me, there'll be a brighter light shining. Through me, there'll always be a way. And I will always provide. Hallelujah, Jesus hallelujah lord hallelujah god thank you lord thank you god thank you lord thank you god hallelujah oh thanks let's just pray lord in jesus name penetrate our hearts and speak to us lord we thank you for your holy ghost moving but oh lord we reach out to you we want To totally surrender to you, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. We know you're the strength. You're the power. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, St. Let's just pray for a moment here. Oh, my, 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 my. (laughs) Holy Ghost. I don't know about you, but I really sense... Power of God right now, mm. Mm. Hallelujah, 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 Santa Mario. In First Peter five eight through eleven, the Bible says, "Stay alert, watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking for someone to devour." stand firm against them and be strong in your faith remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are and in this and in his kindness God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus so after you've suffered a little while he will restore support and strengthen you he will place you on a firm foundation all power to him forever amen amen the apostle paul talks about adversity first corinthians sixteen eight through 9 he said that in the midst of adversity opportunity was there we've got to look for opportunity with the adversity that we're looking at And I can say this, and I'm not trying to scare you, congregation, but we're just this close of all and the antagonism that's being shown forth in our culture. We're this close of a shift. A shift from conservative retaliation to Christian retaliation. Because somebody's going to come up with a bright idea. It's the Christians who are conservative. And we may find people in public who may come to us face-to-face screaming at us, intimidating us, and making us want to deny our Savior. Do you see how close we are as as a people? I am not a doomsday preacher. I'm just telling you that the life that I have lived and what I have seen, I've never seen times like today. And there is an organized effort of hell. That is trying to tear down what is Judeo-Christian values. What is the word of God. Because you and you and you and you and all of you. Are so out of sync with the world. Because you're out of sync. Because you believe in the Bible. And you believe in Jesus Christ. And you believe that there is no such thing as racism among God's people and Christians. They don't understand it. They don't want to receive it. They don't want the truth. But you and I may very well in our life have to love people in the midst of, of that type of, of persecution. I'm going to say this, I shouldn't go this way but I'm going to, I believe in the pre-tribulation rapture of the church Jesus is going to come back again for the church before the tribulation begins but that does not mean that there will not be tribulation Jesus said in the world you shall have tribulation but be of good cheer for I've overcome the world we may not be going through a great tribulation somehow or another we thought it would be a license that we're going to escape any type of persecution and tribulation but that is not by Bible, the great tribulation, you won't face it, but tribulation of the world is gonna be present. But I will tell you this, his grace is sufficient, amen. Never found a love like I found in Jesus. Hallelujah. Heaven's too great to, to pass it by, hallelujah. His grace is sufficient in my, do you understand? Make your list, believe and say, I will never give up. For these reasons, oh my! Somebody ought to praise the Lord, or else I'm just going to scream in the microphone. <laughs> oh Lord! But you know what's going to happen? I'm going to tell you. I've messed up the sermon for sure, but that's okay. It's just a sermon. I want to give you a word. I want to give you a sermon. I want to give you a word. Right tell you what's going to happen with the great opposition comes great revival a great move of god And it's going to be, I'm telling you, it's going to be the far, far right wing of the Christian faith. You know what I'm talking about. Those far, far right wingers called those tongue-talking, Holy Ghost-filled saints. Uh, They're going to pray over the sick and they shall recover in the midst of darkness. They'll be blind and people will see and, and blinded eyes will be open, and serpents will be held and thrown away and not be bitten. I'm telling you, God, God will give his spirit and power over whatever persecution the saint may have to face. Praise God. So alright, it's okay for me. Listen, let me tell you. I don't get depressed when I talk about the coming, the coming tribulation and persecution of church. No, I get excited about the power of the praying saints and the faithful saints. The faithful saints praying believing in God and how the Holy Ghost is going to use them. For in the last days, you know, trials are gonna come, trouble, troublesome times are gonna come, perilous times are gonna come. But also in the last days, the Bible says, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Yes. Hallelujah. His sons and daughters shall prophesy. Old men shall dream dreams, and young men shall see visions, and I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Yes. This is what's gonna happen. And the devil thinks he's going to take rain. Oh, Jesus says, I haven't given up. This is all in my plan. And he's coming back. He's coming back. And I'm going to say this to those who may believe in mid-trib, pre-trib. The bottom line is, he's coming back. He's coming back. Whatever your definition and interpretation is about pre-trib, mid-trib, tribulation, he's coming back. And you've got to be ready. You need to be ready. Never give up. And thank God for the church. Going to church will not save you. But going to church will help maintain you. You know what I'm talking about. You know. You ever been in a habit where every week you go to the grocery store, you have a pattern, you go to the grocery store. Do you ever have those weeks where you suddenly decide you're just going to, well, I'm not going to have a list. We'll just buy here and there. We'll go to this store and that store, and before you know it, you look at your budget and say, oh, my gosh, I've spent twice as much money what I normally do, just moving around all over the place without the rhythm and routine, without going to the store when I should have went to the store. This is what the church does. Honey, you need to go to your store. You need to go to your storehouse you need to go to the place where you're supposed to be and that's in the house of God and worship and if even though you can only come once a week on a Sunday you do it because you got a rhythm going here and a pattern going and you're saying yourself self I need Jesus I need to glorify Jesus I want to praise Jesus I want to put Jesus first in my life so Sunday I'm on my way to church Sunday I'm going to church I ain't got nothing else to do I'm going to church Sunday I'm going to church why because in this world in the day that we're living in there's a constant bombardment of the enemy attacking your mind and attacking you, wanting you to fall and they're tugging and they're pulling and they're pulling but when you go to the house of the Lord the saints begin to pray for you encourage you, if you have a need you can bring it to the church and the people of God will pray over you until when heaven comes down and glory fills your soul but we need the church and we need the saints to gather together because that's how Jesus is going to operate the trump of God is going to sound and the church has got a meeting place uh, in the sky before we finally make it into heaven oh my goodness dear Lord oh my some of you saying, pastor's never going to give up he's going to keep on preaching he's never going to quit can I read some verses of scripture to you I want to do is a close. This is the importance of Paul writes in Romans 15, 30. He said, I urge you, brothers, brothers and sisters, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit to join me in my struggle. Join me in my struggle by praying to God for me. You do this when you're together, you're stronger. I want to close with Second Corinthians chapter one in the Message Bible verse eight through eleven. If the worship team like to come, these words are so powerful, Paul's sharing. It is so it relates so much, and that's why I'm using the message Bible, because I want you to see certain words and ideas, thoughts here that makes it so come alive to us and to you and about what I've been preaching about is the people of God coming together, the people of God joining together, the people of God pulling together against an enemy that wants to destroy. The enemy wants to destroy your home. Did you know that? The devil hates you and he still hates you and he wants to kill you and destroy you. So why would we want to play games with him? Why would we want to joke around with him and allow a little bit of tolerance? When it comes down to the word of God, there is no such thing as tolerance when it comes down to our faith and what the Bible says. Don't play around with it. Be serious about it. Make up your mind. Let that old Kentucky stubbornness stir up in you if you're from Kentucky. This is what Paul says. Look at this. This is powerful. I really want you to leave with this. This is the beauty of the house, the beauty of the body of Christ. And, you know, Paul states there in Corinthians earlier, too, that he said he had faced the wild beast in Ephesus. I, I got some thoughts about that, a lot of different things I could bring up to you that maybe you and I need to consider. What are the wild beasts that we're facing and dealing with? But he had some people, something going on in Ephesus that came against him. And it wasn't what's recorded in Acts chapter 19 when they were upset about the idols and they gathered in a storm and made a, a great big, they filled the Colosseum with people who were ready to revolt and ready to tear Paul apart. And Paul says, He's ready to walk in the Colosseum. He said, Oh man, i got me an audience to preach to the power of God. God set this up. And his friend said, No, 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 Paul. They'll tell you, they will tear you apart. You go in that Coliseum. So he left and they dealt with it. For every action, there is a reaction. And when we do our action in faith, there'll be retaliation, but the Lord's given us victory. Listen to what Paul says. He said, We don't want you in the dark, friends about how hard it was when all this came down on us in Asia province that's what he's talking about it was so bad we didn't think we were going to make it you ever been that place I don't think I'm going to make it going down for the last time and then he says it was so bad we didn't think we were going to make it we felt like we'd been sent to death row that it was all over for us as it turned out you ever had that as it turned out suddenly something happened as it turned out on the contrary wise that's what really said but as it turned out it was the best thing that could have happened all <laughs> oh, the devil wants to do bad and we think, oh, boo-hoo-hoo, the devil's doing all this, and the enemy's coming. But then we, we ought to be like Joseph It said what the enemy meant for bad. God meant it for my good. You turn it over to the Lord God, will, he can reverse any curse. He can reverse and turn around anything. We serve a turn around God. But he says here, as it turned out, it was the best thing that could have happened. Can you imagine that the worst thing turned to the best thing. Only God can do that. Only God can turn the worst into the best. Instead of trusting in our own strength or wits to get out of it, we were forced to trust God totally. Is that somebody's testimony? Somebody here, huh? We forced to trust in God totally. We couldn't figure it out. We tried, we we cried, we we talked to each other and just couldn't get it out. But somehow or another, you know, we were forced to trust God totally. Not a bad idea since he's the God that raises the dead. <laughs> oh, if there ever was something that was so per- that's so permanent in this world, just go to the funeral home and you'll have that sense of permanence. Someone's gone, they're dead, unreachable, no hope, not, you know, what we do here. Where do we go from here? Well, I'll tell you where we go. We trust in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Is it not a bad idea since he's the God who raises the dead, does the impossible, does the miraculous. And he did it. Rescued us from certain doom. And he'll do it again. Rescuing us as many times as we need rescuing. You and your prayers are part of the rescue operation. You and your prayer, saints, are a part of the rescue operation. Hallelujah. I don't want you in the dark about that that either. I can see your faces even now lifted in praise for God's deliverance of us. A rescue in which your prayers played such a crucial part. This is why together we're stronger agreeing together and praying for one another do you feel like maybe you've been in that situation where that you didn't see any hope at all and what you thought was so bad ended up being for your better this pandemic has been a mess and i don't know about you how many here are sick and tired of everything with it tied in with it and everything i wish the wind would blow and just go away you know, get out of here and, and I got to say this I mean come on now I know some people get upset if I say this and maybe even I don't know maybe even the candidate might get upset but I wish the wind would blow and blow all the mask away <laughs> you know what I'm talking about it's got it's place but I, hey, I, I'm, I'm telling you I got it up here alright you know why because we're children of freedom there's freedom that flows and goes within us Yes. We are children of faith and not fear. It just doesn't rub. The, but we love other people. And we do it because of other people. And go on and keep doing it. But hey, I just want to sound off to you just for a moment. Don't you just wish a good gust of wind would blow it? Just blow it all away. But i tell you what it has done. What seemed to be the worst has become the best thing of all. It certainly has made us mindful of the... The validity, the validity and the realness of our own salvation and our relationship with Jesus can I get an amen out of that amen. would you stand with me right now how many here this morning say pastor I'm going to pray for the church for people of the church I'm going to reach out to people of church listen I can reach out to folks and they appreciate it and they love me but they expect me to do it. Oh, it's just a preacher. It's a pastor. He's going to get touched. It doesn't matter. But when the body reaches out to the body, what I mean is that I'm not I'm not commissioning you to become a busybody. Just find out what's going on, so you talk about it, maybe even post about it. wow I don't know, whatever. But just so that you inquiring minds want to know, no, humble, broken, prayerful hearts reaching out to people who you know haven't been at church for a long time. And say, hey, I love you, brother. I love you, sister. Miss you. We're praying for you. Reaching out to you. Anything I can do, anything I do, help. Let them realize there's a body reaching out to the body. That's that's how God operates. That's how God operates. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray right now, God, in Jesus' name, that we just rise up in faith, That we partner together with you and with each other, God. For we know, Lord, that together we're stronger. You have put us into the family of God. You haven't just saved us and then left us in in some type of isolated spot. No, Lord, you have birthed us into a family. And in that family of God, we march together, we work together, we pull the rope together, and we believe in victory together. That we bear one another's burdens and we fulfill the law of Christ. We love one another. We pray for one another right now, Lord. Put a burning desire in our heart, Lord, for your house. And Father, I ask you, God, that the strong things I may have said that may have upset some people or worried people, I pray, God, that you'll shift that worry into a revelation yes, God. that now's the time and now's the season to get close to God and to serve you And not play games. That we come alive in you, Lord. That the world will see us. That we have a Savior. That the world that's crying out in anger will realize that the only peace is in Christ Jesus. And Lord, help us be able to direct people to that peace and that salvation and that love. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen. Go ahead. Fight our battle.